So today's topic, um, how to end procrastination overthinking for the ADHD people, anyone in general, really, with three painless steps, you know, um, they're, they're easy, they're simple, but we still have to do the work. Um, everyone can relate to procrastination in some way or form. Um, you know, if I looked at myself seven years ago, or gosh, maybe even a little more, but you know, paying my finances or, or paying my bills, you know, I, I put them off because I feared what was going to be left in my bank account or what was in my bank account. You know, if I, if I paid them, what would be left? Did I have any money? You know, that bled into my taxes as a solopreneur. You know, we, we, because of the stress, we become afraid, right? I was afraid um, to go to the tax man because maybe I owed more money and I wouldn't have more, even though I saved for it and I put away for it. You know, I guess we could call procrastination another name. Another name would be avoidance behaviors, right? How many of you sit down to do something that you don't want to do and find other things to do before you have to do it? You know, many of us think of procrastination as benign, but I like to think of it um, as an ambitious way to look at ourselves and learn from ourselves, right? Why do I, why do I procrastinate? Why do I have avoidance behaviors? But if you don't look at yourself and understand why you're doing procrastination or why you have avoidance behaviors... You're really lying to yourself, right? You're, you're not understanding the reasons why you do it. You don't unpeel it so you can bring it to the forefront and deal with it. So let's talk about the three steps to help do that. But before we do that, I want you to think of something in your life right now, because we all have them. What do you procrastinate about in life? Is it somewhere in your health, finances, um, a job? Um, relationships? Is it a conversation you have to have with someone? You know, the human brain is avoid is wired to avoid pain, right? The human pain versus pleasure syndrome and the human complexity of life, it's monstrous, right? We avoid pain at all costs. Like we don't like having that difficult conversation. But if we if we want to look at it on the converse, that pain is success, right? That pain will lead us to happiness. Sometimes, a lot of times, we need to feel that pain to get to the other side. We need to bring it to the surface and deal with it. And it kind of reminds me of when I went bungee jumping, right? I didn't fear the fall. I feared jumping or taking that first step off because we're, we're avoiding the outcome of what's happening, right? I avoided paying bills because I was afraid of the outcome that might happen if I didn't have money. But through all the procrastination we have in life, through my procrastination in life, there's not one time that I didn't finish the, the, the task that I needed to do that I thought to myself, man, that took less time than I thought. Man, that didn't turn out as bad as I thought. What was I waiting for? Why did I wait so long to get that done. And as I look back on that, if I had these steps earlier, how much pain I would have avoided in myself, right? So the first painless step. 
And as you listen to these podcasts, it's one step we teach over and over and over again because it's so big. It's know your ego roles, right? It's bound nature versus free nature. And if you're listening to this for the first time, bound nature are non-serving things we say to ourselves. So it's uh, jealousy, envy, greed, um, superiority, could be inferiority. It could be um, low self-worth. It could be jealousy. Um, there, there's so many things that bound nature can be when we feel those things inside that, that anger us or get to us. Um, martyrdom, right? Jealousy. The, 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 the words are uh, endless. Or, and now if we look at the opposite, the free nature, calm, um, serene, happy. You know, there's fewer of those, but that's what we want to live on. And when we know them, I want you to understand that even though we use bound nature as non-serving, it is still a good part of our life, right? We can learn from it. It's part of us. We can understand where it came from and we can honor it. But if we learn from it, it can't be bad for us, right? And what I want you to do is when you think of, and write this down or keep this top of mind, when you're in a procrastinating state and you catch yourself in that or an avoidance behavior state, I want you to ask yourself, what are you afraid of, right? You know, it's, the procrastination is, is really based on an energetic bottleneck we have. Your overthinking is, is based on a fear of something you don't have complete conscious under, understanding of what is, right? You have an idea, but you're not sure. Example, paying bills for me, right? I didn't execute because there was this anxiety with finance because I didn't have the money I needed. I had, I had anxiety and fear that would run rampant because of this, this made-up future I had that I would not have any money. And you know, as I talk this out, it makes me think of other areas, right? Are you procrastinating your love life, your health, socialization, changing of job, working your life? I think of my friends who are online dating, right? They make it or who aren't because they say they make excuses that they don't have enough time. Right. But if you break it down, why aren't they dating or trying to date? Like they have a fear of getting hurt again. Right. They have a fear of falling in love again. Um, they have the fear of success in their life with someone else when maybe they've been hurt. That that's procrastination in a different sense. Right. And in, in quantum physics, what they say is you have a life right now or the life you have right now is what others have created for you, right? We talk about that as the influences from your family, society, from your environment. And it's just how you see yourself. It's how you took it in. But your life three years from now is how you start thinking right now, right? If you start changing your thinking, if you start thinking of your life as a new blank canvas and you paint that canvas, where will you be three years from now? When you start breaking it down, you can start to access what you're afraid of, right? So when you start breaking down that procrastination, you can start to access what you're afraid of because you're asking the questions. You're starting putting it into your subconscious brain and your subconscious brain starts working out, working on it, right? So if we look at – so number one was know your ego roles, your bound nature and free nature roles. Understand how they're talking to you, what you're feeling in that state. 
And number two, increase your self-awareness, right? It's something we say every day. Know how you talk to yourself, right? How do you talk to yourself when you wake up? What are the words you're saying? When you understand that, you're increasing your self-awareness to yourself, you know? Are you saying, uh, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed? I don't have time. Wow, this is scary. Am I overthinking? Boy, I feel overwhelmed. These words that we use in the morning, they lock in this narrative, this story that we have in our bread and our head, not bread, and it drives the physiology of our body to handle that narrative. That narrative, that physiology then provides a feedback loop and we just keep going back and over and over and over again. But the, the crux is those language, they reinforce that subconscious the memory, right? That 95% of your memory of, your, of, your, of what you think is in your subconscious brain. So if I, I keep reprogramming it with these, these negative thoughts and I'm not bringing the self-awareness to what I'm saying to myself, I'm just keep reprogramming it, right? So the procrastination, the overthinking, the procrastination tendencies that I have are driven by this language, right? And it can be in any area of our life. Um, it can be in health. It can be in weight loss. But here's the million-dollar secret that you need to understand. Fear is fear of the future, of, right? of something we make up. You don't know how it's going to end, right? If you knew how it was going to end, we should start playing the stock markets and the lottery and businesses that aren't coming up because you can make them up in your head and they should be there, Right? You never know how it's going to end, and that's the point. We're just making it up. Yeah, and you have to hear that over and over and over again because you're so programmed subconsciously to have these fear thoughts that we have to keep plugging away and changing that narrative story, right? If your language is failure is scary, right? We should turn into failure is a blessing or failure is a lesson because without failure, we can't succeed, Right? You probably know people or your parents or someone, they're like, I'm glad you failed because you know how to handle it better, right? Because the truth is we're not born of stardust, right? We, we don't fart uh, unicorn and um, fairy dust. Um, failure's not scary if you look at it a different way, if we change that vernacular. Dying without trying, that's scary to me. That, that's what's scary. And that's step two, right? Increase your self-awareness. Learn your language. But here's the thing, learn it, but you got to do something with it or self-awareness becomes a cliche. So if you spend all your time procrastinating, you'll be frustrated and you'll be in the same exact position six months from now if you don't start doing these tools. And that's super important. You have to do the work to change your life. You have to do the work to quell your anxiety. You have to do the work to to be in free nature more often. So let's get back to the point of bound nature and free nature one more time. Remember, my non-serving thoughts are serving when I choose to learn from them and not let them own me. So is being afraid serving? So in the end, you have to ask yourself, right? If you're procrastinating from something you're afraid of, if you're overthinking about something you're afraid of, ask yourself, is this serving or not? Is this serving me or not serving me? Right? We're not delusional creatures, right? We know when we're inevitably stuck as adults, when we wake up in a bad day or something's happened. That's increasing your self-awareness, right? When we increase self-awareness, 
when we know what is not serving us and we stop it, that's self-awareness, right? We stop the stimulus. We pattern what we call pattern interrupting. We all have brain synapses, right? We're able to actually change those brain synapses in the neurology of our brain. Our brain has an unconscious story. And if we allow that unconscious story, if we keep diving into and telling the non-serving language to that unconscious story, we will just go further and further and further into that rabbit hole until we get out, until we repeat this process again. And if we repeat that process again, we keep grooving that story more and more and more. So the idea is we must stop everything we hear and we must put, a, put the brakes on that language, right? So when you start hearing the procrastination, when you start telling yourself you're going to do it later, stop, pause, right? Say, is this serving me or not serving me? Say, this is how I feel. This train of thought is not serving me. But here's the thing. Can you change this thought pattern in one day? Absolutely not. Can we manifest it and just think it because we're self-aware that we can sprinkle that fairy dust and unicorn farts on it and it'll go away? That doesn't exist, right? So there's a process our brain goes through, okay? It goes through four learning stages. It goes through unconscious incompetence. It goes through conscious incompetence. It goes through consciously competent. Then it goes through unconsciously competent. And I like to, I like to teach it this way um, it, with traffic, right? So let's say you're driving down the road and you, you, turn to this, you always turn left on this one road. And, at, and this one day, this person cuts you off and you lose your shit. So you honk on the horn. You're cursing up a storm. You're angry. You're, your breathing's heavy. And then you go on your day. And for the rest of the day, you're just a little off, right? Because you had that moment. Then the next day, you come back out, turn left on that road again. That person cuts you off. You start screaming at them again. You're cursing up a storm. You're rising up. And then at the end, you're like, oh, that's what Chris was talking about. Wow. That's, that's the second phase of brain learning. Like I, 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 I was conscious at the end that I did something wrong, but I was incompetent on how to handle it. Okay, day three comes out. You're driving down that road again, you turn left. Person cuts you off and you start screaming expletives and then you stop mid-sentence. And you're like, huh, that's when Chris was talking about stage three of learning. I was conscious in the moment, so I stopped it, but I had to really think about it so I couldn't stop the outburst before it happened. That's consciously competent. And then day four comes, right? You drive down that road. You turn left. That person cuts you off one last time. You feel that, that, that slight thing in your belly start rising and you don't do anything. You watch that person cut you off and you just go about your day. That's unconsciously competent. So your subconscious brain stopped the rise before it even happened. And it's so subtle, Right? It's so subtle, but it does exist to be able to do that. When you start procrastinating after the fact, and someone tells you that you're procrastinating, now you know what you don't know. You're, you were unconsciously incompetent, and you moved to consciously incompetent. So the next time you start procrastinating, let's say you watch YouTube constantly. And now you're watching YouTube constantly, but after you're done, you're like, oh, 
That's what Chris meant when I was um, procrastinating. I was using avoidance behavior not to do my paper. I got to remember that. Next time you're, you're watching YouTube again, halfway, 30 minutes in, you stop. You're like, oh boy, I'm using avoidance behavior. I got to get back to my paper. That is consciously competent, right? Then the next time you're writing your paper, instead of going to avoidance activity, you get up, you do a few things, you come back in 10 minutes, you go back to your paper. That's unconsciously competent because you caught yourself before you went to YouTube. You opened up your computer, but and you almost went there, all right? So we have to pattern interrupt, right? We, have to, we are programming the unconscious brain to do those things. And that's step two, right? That's, that's learning our language that stops the pattern from happening. That is what we call eliminating your limits, right? To be successful in life, to achieve goals, it's, it's not about new tactics, new habits, new books, new podcasts. It's about eliminating the reasons why you're not successful. You're not successful because of these patterns, right? You are... You don't give someone who needs to lose 30 pounds a new exercise program or you have to teach them that an apple's better than a Dorito because we know that, right? We have to eliminate the reasons why they're already 30 pounds overweight. If we interrupt, you become more successful. And let me just say that just because we interrupt does not mean that the emotion we have goes away because it won't and it shouldn't. We still should feel that We should be able to process it, bring it forward more, but we have to repeat that over and over again. So the emotion that we feel, eventually, we don't feel it because it doesn't bother us anymore. You know, the the unfortunate thing is we live in a society that teaches us that we shouldn't feel, we shouldn't feel anger, sadness, pain, but then we layer on top of layer, right? And then we explode. But maybe, just maybe, when we can accept it, we can handle it better. And that's why learn your language is so important. Like it's a, it's a mindset suck, but we're pulling it forward so we can accept it and we can handle it. You know, people get so doomy and gloomy, right? But emotional and physical pain is a fight or flight mechanism. I think it's, they call it beta waves in the brain, right? But we can choose what to, how to handle that. The pain we feel doesn't come prepackaged on how we react to it or feel to it. But we have to honor it, right? That's why we don't measure our non-serving thoughts or or serving thoughts or bound nature and free nature as bad, right? That's just bringing self-awareness to the table and that's being healthy. So number three, and this is the linchpin to it all. It's huge, right? It's not dissimilar to what we've taught before. Everyone has feelings. No one is alone in this world, right? We all sometimes feel like we're on an island. We have bound nature feelings that are hard to deal with, that are excessive. You know, I have, in my boundest of nature moments, punched walls, put my head in a wall, um, hit, punched brick walls. I mean, it, it is endless what we can do. I've seen people lie in the ground shivering in anger. We all have that in, in us. But, but it's important to honor it because we can control it once it's brought forward. We need to shed light on that darkness, right? We need to understand our bound nature and free nature egos and bring them out and be vulnerable and be courageous to talk about them. We have to increase our self-awareness. Then we have to ask ourselves if it's serving us or not serving us. 
then we have to pattern interrupt if it's not serving us. In the moments of procrastination and overthinking, we have to interrupt the response. That leads to the regrooving of the subconscious brain, the 95% of our thoughts, right? But at the same time, we have to take accountability for it. We have to act and react to stimulus in a certain way. Interrupting enough and we start to react appropriately to the procrastination overthinking we have and stop it before it leads us down that rabbit hole. So that leads me to number three. We title it very simply, flip the gap, right? And when we teach, there's more than one gap. This is the negative gap that we talk about, the one that we perseverate in, the one we look at how much more we need to do, right? Um, The gap we look at and say, well, what if I fail? What if he doesn't like me? What if it doesn't work out? What if I work out and it doesn't work out? What if I eat healthy and it doesn't, I don't lose weight? What if I'm hurt emotionally? Like, what if we just flipped the vernacular, right? What, what do we have to, what do we have to, st- what do I stand to gain if I do this? That's what we have to ask ourselves, right? How about that, right? Instead of saying, what if I fail? Say, wow, what's going to happen when I succeed? What's going to happen when I find the right person? I feel great about myself. What's going to happen when I lose that weight and I keep it off because I feel good about myself and I've eliminated the reasons why I couldn't lose weight in the first place? You know, conversely, maybe you learn and you don't like it. But is that bad, right? Maybe you learn that failure isn't bad finally and that failure is a teacher. Maybe failure teaches you you love it. Maybe failure teaches you don't. We are fixated on that negative gap in language. It's society-driven. It's not given to you. We are all in this together, right? What we need to think of is, to ask ourselves is, what do I stand to gain? Answer that first for yourself, right? You need more no's in your life to get to the yes, right? We can apply this to any area of your life. Health, wealth. Nutrition, um, uh, fitness, uh, relationships, work colleagues. It is endless. Listen, you don't need another self-help book to fix your overthinking and procrastination, right? You don't need another podcast to fix your procrastination and habits. What you need, folks, is a better mindset wrapped around it. We are real people with real emotion, We are real people with lots of failure in our life, right? No one is exempt. We have to learn how to deal with it. We are real people with the ability to change. But more importantly, now more than ever, with this isolation, we are are real people given the gift of time to do this. To end procrastination in your life. To deal with your overthinking. Know your ego roles. Increase your self-awareness and flip the gap. Pleasure. Talk to you soon.